Welcome to Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm Craig Manson. We're live at Botricon in San Diego. And here is your host, Penny Manson. Thank you, Craig. We are really excited to be together with the Botricon family for 2023. After the pandemic, we had those moments when we knew we were never going to be here again. And to have our tribe back together and be with all of our writing friends is just a slice of heaven, a gate to paradise and once around the block. Today, we are sitting down with Blaze Ward. Now, you may not know who Blaze Ward is, but you should. This is an amazing man who is doing stuff that a lot of us would like to be able to do, such as supporting himself with his writing. He has stories to tell, and we're going to try and get as many of them as we can in 13 minutes. Blaze, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. This is fun. I like it. It's a good thing to do. So let's start with your name, Blaze. Blaze. Your mother gave you that name? No, ma'am. It is, however, useful because my real name is about the third or fourth most common in this country after John Smith. Nobody knows me now. <laughs> Unindicted co-conspirator. You understand these things. I do. I do. So you're in the witness protection program. We can't discuss these sorts of things. I understand. So you are an indie author. I am. And you retired when? I quit the day job in February of 2018, and I've been supporting myself for, what is that, five and a half years now? So let's go back to that name thing. How you were talking, I was being a fly on the wall and listening to you talk about how many words you write, how many novels you create in the course of a year, I'm just shocked. And so repeat it. So I want to get it on the recording so that everybody can hear this because this is just amazing. So in the old days, they called it pulp speed for the pulp writers who wrote all day, every day. If they would finish a story at 4.30, they'd pull it out and put another piece of paper in the typewriter and type until five o'clock because it was a job. I learned how to write fast and clean and I have greatest job in the world because I get to make shit up for a living and people pay me. Up until this year, I was writing about 1.4 million words a year, which works out to a little over 116,000 words a month. Pulp speed one is considered a million words a year. That's about 84,000. Speed two is a hundred thousand words a month and it just goes up in increments from there. I slowed down this year and I'm only going to write a million words, but I'm writing lots and I have fun with it. See, and I'm glazing over just at the numbers. So what does that translate into in terms of books? Uh, Tuesday, Monday, I'm not writing. Tuesday, when I get home, I will start novel number 96. Plus I've got about 40 novellas and several hundred short stories. How many books do you churn out a year on average? In 2019, I challenged myself and wrote 20 novels. And your genre is? Primarily space opera, mostly science fiction. There's a little space adventure, which is not opera. Some cyberpunk, some post-apocalyptic. On the side, I've written some urban fantasy. Earlier this year, I put out an occult detective trilogy because it was just so much fun. In addition, I edit several magazines, Boundary Shock Quarterly, Blaze Ward Presents, 
I write into the Thrill Ride magazine, which is another quarterly. So I just love writing and I get paid for it. And the best part is once you get used to writing fast, a normal day, I start writing about eight o'clock and by noon, I should have 5,000 words. It just boggles my mind. And I'm slow. I can introduce you to some friends of mine who consider a 10,000 word day slacking. <laughs> and they just, they write crazy fast, but you have to do it these days. But it lets me put out, and, and you heard me say this earlier, I put out a novel or novella every month since October of 2017. That's amazing. That is just incredible. And sometimes two. Hmm. Okay, so space opera. Mm -hmm. Was its genesis in Star Wars, or were you already moving down that path before Star Wars, or? A little young. I was eight when Star Wars came out. Oh, my gosh. Now, I really do feel Sorry. old. I do. No, I was in Powell's books. My wife is a trad pub author, and Powell's books does a signing at the end of Oricon every year, and I get 30 or 40 authors there to sign books. And I was just hanging out being the gopher because nobody knew who I was. So I'm walking up and down the shelves with money burning a hole in my pocket for three hours, and I could not find a single book I wanted to buy. And so my wife, bless her, looks at me and says, good, write it. And so that became Oberon, which is the first of the Jessica Keller Chronicles, which is a nine core novels, two spinoff short stories, and a spinoff trilogy in about a million four words. So if I were to ask you, to promote or hawk the novel you want everybody to know about right now today which which series which story it would be the science officer because that's the one that made me that's the one that everybody knows he is a renegade botanist who gets captured by pirates and fast talks his way onto the crew of the spaceship it is a character driven ensemble piece and the 13th story is coming out in december dragoon's honor but I've just had so much fun with them because they're not what everybody else is writing. I can have all these strong, interesting characters. I'll have half a dozen or more POVs and you get to be inside everybody's head. And so I have to write different people and it's a different vocabulary and it's a different grammar and a different syntax because this character doesn't sound like that character when I talk. And so I love doing POV. I, I got my early start in screenwriting. I've never had anything made, but I got taught that. And so everything has to be dialogue because you're just talking. With that many POVs and that many characters and that much going on, how do you keep them all straight? I cheat and I use the Lester Dent model seven-point plot structure, which is a character in a setting with a problem Whatever the problem is, they try something and it fails. They'll try something else and eventually the failures turn and succeed and you have the climax and the denouement. If you have an incredibly well-developed character, you know what their favorite ice cream is. And so you have a setting and for setting, I enjoy creating all sorts of silly little runoff jokes and commentary. And then you throw a problem and at that point, I'm generally just taking a police report because they're going to tell me how it goes. I don't, I am not a plotter or pantser. In, in, in sci-fi, we generally call that an architect 
or a gardener. Architect has to build the whole house on paper. Gardener chucks seeds into the garden and hopes something grows. I ride into dimly lit hallways. I know where I'm going to start. I know roughly where I'm going to end. And I know three or four points along the hallway where there are lights. And I work in my way that way. Because I have a background in screenwriting, there is an incredible discipline. This story must be exactly this long. So I will start out and say, okay, this is going to be a 24,000 word novella. I don't know anything about it, but I know how much story that is. This is going to be a 40,000 word novel. Okay. I know how much story to tell. This is going to be in my favorite right now because it's so rich and deep. It's a 170,000 word space opera. Book two just came out in June and it's huge, but it, there's so much depth that I can really wallow in characters. And I have aliens and evil and good guys and bad guys and so we're not too sure about, and they're all evolving across a half million words of arc. In mystery writers, you're a planter. You have a structure, but you don't, you allow your characters the freedom mm -hmm. to grow within that structure. And what's more fun with the science officer, they're going to run forever until I'm bored with writing the series. That's why number 13 is out, coming out because they're rich. Here's the next problem. And this one, one of the minor characters stepped up and said, this is my novel. All the rest of you are just along for the story. Yes, ma'am. And it's the Dragoon who is the security officer on the ship and not either of the two main characters. Okay. But she had a story she wanted to tell. I was about to ask if your characters ever take over and, and you just answer. Sometimes not only do they take over the story, they're just saying, now this is where we're going and I had a character in the Jessica Keller Chronicles who walked on for a few parts in book two. Originally, that was supposed to be a trilogy and done. And then in the middle of book two, one of the main characters turned to me and said, oh, by the way, this is actually going to be nine. Okay. And so that character was minor in two, and then he became a little bigger in three. And then between three and four, I wrote his own little spinoff just so I could get him set up. And by the end, he is one of the major shakers of the galaxy. But I had no idea he existed until... And he got to grow into this fantastically rich, complex, deep guy. So, you're at Botchacom, <laughs> a murder... Uh, mystery conference. Mystery conference. So, do you see a place... Because more and more, we're seeing a melding of genres. Mm -hmm. So, is there a place for your series, your work, your stories in this conference? Not for that sort of stuff, but because I blackmailed my friend Matt into creating the Thrill Ride magazine, he said, you need to write some thriller. I don't write thriller so much as action adventure, which somebody classified earlier today as light thriller. And so I've started experimenting with that and I've got one novella in this series and two novels in the Pacific Force and for Season two, I created this kind of an American James Bond character, but he's really rich and complicated. I put out his origin story two weeks ago, and it's just a short story. And then I've got three stories written for submission to year two of the thrill ride. And then I've just finished the first novel with this character before I came here. And I'll write two or three more, and then those will come out next summer. And so I will have a second writing leg of light thriller, action-adventure, espionage stuff, because I'm indie, I can do whatever the hell I want as long as the fans will come with me. 
And my fans don't necessarily read genre. They read for voice, for setting, for strong female characters, for professionals being experts, for people rising up in an impossible situation because they are pros. This is what I do. I will beat this. They read for the content. Yeah. They read for the content. And no matter who wrote it or what genre it is or what. I, and I think that is something that writers would do well to keep in mind. And that because I write so much, I have, to me, a proper series should be somewhere between 250 and 400,000 words across a long arc of things. So that might be a really big trilogy, but usually it's five or six or seven books. I can tell something big, break each one into a single story and go, but then I'm done and I can set those characters up and I can go create a whole nother set of characters that are completely different, completely, just completely different, everything completely different ethical, moral, and legal questions to deal with. Cause that's the underlying thing. You're in a blaze ward novel when somebody is sticking it to the man. <laughs> because I dabble in, okay, this might be moral as your structure understands it, and it might be legal as your stru structure is built. It still isn't right. It is not ethical. And so that three-dimensional argument becomes what shapes the characters. So you're not having too much fun, are you? No, not at all. <laughs> I got the best job in the world. It sounds like you are just in living your best life. Yeah. And the best part about Bouchercon is that I'm here supporting my wife who writes and publishes her own mystery, crime, and mayhem magazine. And your wife is? Leah R. Cutter. Uh, I'm supporting Matt with the thrill ride, but nobody knows who I am. So I get to sit here and think, ooh, I just had two ideas for new series that I want to write when I go home because I read the Dortmunder books and the Parker books by Westmoreland. And nobody here really talks about crime, but there's got to be crime. So I'm going to go write me some crime series and put those out. Wow. With the ability to put out so many words, I'm glad you've got so many wonderful ideas that I can't wait to read. And I'm going to look up your books and have a send me an email and I'll send you a download link because the first hit is always free. Well, you're on. You are on for that. Okay. I want to thank you very much for joining us, Blaze. And I'm Penny Madsen and Craig Madsen is joining me as co-host and we're authors on the air at Botchercom 2023. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you.